0: Either way, it's a delight. I like it. Oh,
1: good. (laughs) That's what matters.
0: We're back. Pressing the button. Okay. Oh, they're watching something that's good hello mrs ryan
1: hello hello
0: welcome back welcome back
1: yeah sorry,
0: sorry is there
1: <laughs> that's all right <laughs>
0: Welcome back goes. welcome back hello everybody today is Tuesday April second two thousand and nineteen We are back. my name is Jay Ryan this is Nicole Ryan we are the Ryans and our guest today is automotive designer and our group founder Freeman Thomas he's playing some music in the other room right now so he's definitely bored with what we're doing but he'll be in <laughs> here in just a few minutes um actually it's kind of funny how that whole thing came together. His daughter monique is here as well and she's a mm-hmm. comedian it's a very funny how uh how our worlds both seem to, yeah, overlap and, and, and weave. Uh, but anyway, we are back, Mrs. Ryan, and it has been a bit. We were down for a week. How yeah. you, how, you, how you doing? It feels good to me. How do you feel?
1: Uh, I feel fine, and the heat wave showed up, and all my work went out the window, but I got it well, back.
0: We had a meeting out in Westlake yesterday, which was uh, beautiful, because we love going out there, but it also, it was about 60 when we left here, and it was about 92 when we got there. Um, so that definitely played some <laughs> havoc with your, uh, your systems.
1: Yes. And so I it was, believe we, it
0: was great while we were there, but we came back and you jelly legged the moment we got out of the car and just oh, whoops yeah. down to bed.
1: It's like when you know you you're close to home and you have to go to the bathroom. You're like, <laughs> so that's kind of just exactly how systems it did, are. It for me, all all my systems. It's just like, oh, we're almost home. Stop walking.
0: Yeah, I think we've all been there in the example that you just gave. So that that's probably a pretty good illustration.
1: Okie doke. Well, that's well, where not. I'm at.
0: Well, we have been very busy while we've been gone, Mrs. Ryan. Uh, should we talk about what we've been up to? Yes. All right. Do it. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is when my brain stops working. You're almost home. Your brain stops working. all
0: right. We, uh, we took a hiatus week so that we could work on business development stuff for the show, uh, try to figure out what some opportunities are for us, what some possibilities are for the existing show we have here. Uh, and it turns out there are a lot, and we're very excited about mm-hmm. that. There are... So much that we're taking more meetings and stuff. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. It's a good time. There's not too much we can say. Surprise. Um, but uh, it feels very good that everyone we're meeting with is very into what we're doing. Yeah. Is that fair to say? And that yeah. everybody wants in. Totally. I'm like wicked excited because this is not always – It's not. this is hard. Everything we're doing is hard and it's, it's been hard for a long time and it feels like it's starting to pay off. And it's just kind of a crazy time that I'm not sure my mind has wrapped. Yeah. That wrapped it. Well, do you know what I'm saying? Where it's, it hasn't caught up. I'm still in trouble. This is so, we're doing, we're working so hard and blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, yeah, but the payoff you've been wanting and, and working towards is like yeah. uh, approaching rapidly. Should you maybe start to enjoy it?
1: Yes. <laughs> take a breath. I'm,
0: well, with that, the take a breath, Mrs. Ryan, allow me to show everybody what we've been up to during hiatus. Okay. Roll it, Hal. back mrs ryan holy
1: cow yeah a lot happened <laughs> <laughs>
0: Those, that wasn't anything to it i just I went know. through the camera roll and i was like well these are the pictures from the blah 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 and hit the auto video thing
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's been such a fun week <laughs> i can't believe it's i can't been believe a week. all that was a week
0: yeah that's where i'm at too but, yeah it's pretty funny all right let us so check rad. in uh with the east coast let us go back over here for a good old fashioned rename. And now I'm gonna bring it back to the studio and talk about that rename for just one second. Uh, The name of this thing was always East Coast Feed. Nobody had an issue with it, right? Yeah. Uh, I want, this is a little bit of backstory for everybody else. And I guess for you too maybe. It was always East Coast Feed because they're on the East Coast and blah, 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 and whatever. And he's always going all around. So it was very nice and generic. Uh, Then he got a new girl and it was always with him and his daughter. Mm -hmm. And then he got a new girlfriend and then it was him and his daughter and the new girlfriend who's not the daughter's mom. So I decided to make it a separate thing and there was gonna be East Coast feed with Coraline, and, which was a separate thing, and then there was gonna be Brooke and the Kazman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, there was a whole big kerfuffle and then they stopped putting Cor- Coraline in the video, so now it's just Brooke and the Kazman. That name no longer is necessary. So, back to Boom ECF. Here we are, roll it head.
1: Alrighty, Mr.
0: and Mrs. Ryan, it's the Kazman. What up? It's like an East Coast feed, just without Brooke, because she's in class right now. So we're here in Mike's room, as you can see by the uh, bat symbol. Well, not that there's not enough around this household. Anyway, but today, we're going back in the day, okay? We're actually looking at a little Dragon Quest, just like Nintendo, but now it's on the PS. So it's a random gaming night here at the Casa. just want to send you guys some love, and we'll see you
1: in a couple months. Cheers. Later, baby. Video gaming.
0: Yeah, I couldn't... I don't know what... Dragon Slayer? Is that what it was? Dragon... I think... It's no,
1: that's not right. Oh, no. Anyway,
0: Dragonheart. No, that's not right either. Whatever it was. I don't actually know that game, so I, it's, it's old school for them. Uh, I don't recognize oh. it myself. But I'm happy for them that they're, I don't know, reminiscing. I'm happy for them that they're happy. I love that they're so happy and loving each other and, and spreading their love with uh, the outside world. I can't necessarily figure out how it all ties in, because not everybody <laughs> loves video games, especially old ones. Um, but I do love seeing people happy and passionate about what they're doing, and those guys are—they fit the bill. Yeah. Across the board. Totally. All right, Mrs. Ryan. One more thing to watch, uh, or we could do it tomorrow. How do you know? How do you feel?
1: I think tomorrow. I'm yeah, let's really do that tomorrow. Let's get to, to to let's get to the news. Let's get to
0: the news. I like right. that. We're going to go behind the orange curtain tomorrow with Paul Kettle Hi, from Kettle's. the Auto Cramers in that case Mrs. Ryan it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind what's going on Mrs Ryan
1: the positive elements that also that show up with neurological problems like ADHD and stuff that was like denounced as like this is a problem are being shown to have creative benefits sure so the problems were for academia and career, paths but uh they're finding that like adhd is like it's actually like your brain is split a little bit and you can you have better access to combining ideas if you explore that route so there it's neat for me because it's a neurological disease and so there's a lot of looking into like oh maybe this isn't so bad like how do we look at the the positive same,
0: same dark areas
1: yeah turn and look at the positives like don't focus on the negatives of like when your leg doesn't work like i had a lot i i read into this stuff a lot because i see the i feel the effects in my body Mm -hmm. of certain things people talk about and so it lets me work through like what pieces of mine are positive what do
0: you mean certain people talk about you mean in these studies and in these uh stories
1: In that and just around, like people, there's a lot of judgment about kids with this and people with that, and it's like
0: everyone thinks they know everything. That's my biggest problem. uh, Of course, the truth is nobody knows anything, especially the things you think you know.
1: Totally, and I just I see pieces of all those neurological disorders, so Mm -hmm. I'm like looking into this stuff.
0: Smacks of autism to me. That's what rang a bell. Rang a bell for me. Uh, You know, deficit in certain areas, high functioning surplus in other areas. Totally. Um, I mean this is people we're not perfect we're not we're not all the same
1: we're not we've we've been being
0: made for a long enough time that the the recipe is pretty watered down
1: yeah i agree so i was looking into that stuff good for you um speaking of autism um (laughs) really yes seriously it's my second story sesame street is taking a more permanent stance with autism awareness um, by expanding the character of Julia, who they introduced in April of seventeen, who yeah, has I autism,
0: did that story.
1: Yeah, they're expanding it to include her parents and her brother and dog, and like
0: I think that's a great idea because it shows you then as the family how to deal with these things versus just oh, there's the person who has the autism.
1: Yeah, and it explains in different ways what autism is. Like it explains that like when people get emotionally overwhelmed, they only have one word answers sometimes, and that's fine and like how to communicate so like they show using communication boards and like physical boundaries of like people that don't like to be touched all the time Mm. doesn't mean they never like to be touched but not always and like how to read those signals and so showing them without telling it's a big thing
0: what you're talking about right now because there's there's it's in the news right now of course because of well a lot of reasons but you know hugging and things like that there are certain people who don't like to be hugged because of certain reasons of course but then there are certain people that have neurological or biological issues where they just can't be touched I mean like it really will put them into a red alert mm-hmm. so it's important that, that that I'm glad I'm glad you're pointing that out it's not as simple as just like eh, don't touch me you're a boy or something like that it's it has really very little to so do with
1: many that. layers and like this and showing the family and like the dog explores it um
0: oh my gosh of course that's right
1: so uh on a different level uh, Will and Jada Smith <laughs> and Formula One have a partnership now.
0: Wait, how does this work?
1: Right. Um, he had a show on, f- I think, Facebook Live or something, YouTube. his bucket list show, Yeah, and he did one it. where he it was great, the ones I watch. mm mm-hmm. um, and he did one episode, I guess, where he like did something with the Grand Prix, and he fell in love with the experience of racing in Formula One. Wow, I th- have to see that, that episode
0: first. But he's not going to then all of a sudden... Well, first of all, he's not fit for it. I mean, let alone no. the age or anything. Well, he's the he's, size, the everything about it it doesn't fit to be a competitive Formula One driver. Yeah. Despite, you know, just picking it up yesterday. Uh, but if he's just into it somehow... I mean, in the old days, they used to have the... Uh, this is timely right now. The Toyota Grand Prix, Toyota... What do they call it? The (laughs) Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach, I think, is what (laughs) it ended up being. But it used to be the old Long Beach Grand Prix. Uh, They would have the Toyota Celebrity Race every year. So that's the type of thing I would think, oh my gosh, get him in a car for that, absolutely.
1: Well, this sounds Actually competing
0: in Formula One? I don't know about that. Buying a team, I could see.
1: This sounds like more of him exploring the passion that he has for Formula One. There's going to be a lot of celebrity things and pre-taped stunts and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like little mini movies that he's doing.
0: Here's a guy who, uh, in my opinion, defines excellence. I Mm -hmm. mean, he's been working at the top of his game for I don't know how many decades. Uh, if there is somebody who could get involved with Formula One, it's for sure him. <laughs> yeah. Not just financially; I mean, he's 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 a uh, he's achieved so much.
1: Yeah, they're a force, and like so, them to bring awareness to the sport, I think, is rad. It's a unique sport, like it's stuff that we do it's with the best of the cars best sure. and like racing, and like it's a totally different mentality. So, I love that they're teaming up with Formula One to do stuff. Cool, bring eyeballs to the racing. That's Awesome. And then, lastly, Ooh. this made me laugh. And like really get sweet, um, in a nerd way, for 35 years, Garfield phones and pieces of phones have been watching washing up on friends' French beaches.
0: Yeah, specific area.
1: Yeah, and for some reason they didn't
0: know they didn't didn't know why.
1: No one could figure it out.
0: But do you remember the Garfield phones? It's shaped like the cat, and the the back you the back is the phone. Basically, you pick. -hmm.
1: I think I I the eyes
0: went up and down. I think depending on if it was ringing or something.
1: Totally. Yeah, I forgot about that. It, yeah, I, but these I have been them.
0: literally washing up in the sand on a beach for years, and they, uh, is the gist of it that there was a container sunk, fell off a ship years ago or something. There was it's been a storm,
1: leaking. and a shipping container ended up in a cave, and it's been but from in away. the eighties or
0: the seventies, like a long time ago when these were made. <laughs>
1: yeah, like and just it just went missing, and then like all these parts have been showing up, and everyone's like, I wonder why the Garfield bones are showing up on these beaches. And they didn't explore it really for thirty years, but now they found the answer. So that's the answer. Enjoy your phones. Oh, that's it. And that's, <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> and
0: that's been what's going on, Mrs. Ryan. I am now saluting your uh, your decision to put the other segment in tomorrow's show. I am, I'm very impressed with what is becoming a good producer over here good stuff are you excited are you enjoying this process and especially now that we're having meetings talking about the future of this process
1: uh yeah it's it's really it sounds so crazy but it's configuring my brain in the right way to like function properly it's so cool and it's fun
0: that sounds good to me thanks that's awesome all right mrs ryan let's take a quick break and get freeman thomas in here he's going to be sitting in that chair right there we're going to talk about the cars he's designed we're going to talk about the r group we're going to talk about porsche we're going to probably talk about comedy a little bit too since monique's here Um, But we're going to take a quick break before that. When we come back, Freeman Thomas sitting right there. More to come. We are back. We are back. We're sitting here with Freeman Thomas. How are you, sir? Oh, doing great. Thank you.
2: It's a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, uh, Jay and Nicole.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming to our home. I mean, people know we do this from our home, so. It's It's,
2: amazing. (laughs) I I mean, it's really amazing. It doesn't look like a home. It looks like a studio.
0: Thank you so much. We obviously put some effort into it for that reason. But uh, it's very cool. I take the compliment even more so from a guy like you because of what you do for a living and what you've accomplished. Uh, I trust your eye. So when your eye, connected to your mouth, says uh, (sighs) nice things about this room, it was not dissimilar to uh, right before we came in here. I want to talk about you, though. I appreciate that our set's nice. I want to talk about you, your accomplishments, how you got here uh, today, and anything else you want to talk about. Sure,
2: sure. Um, You know, um, let let me start before I I kind of start into my career, Mm -hmm. um, sort of kind of give some character development behind the facts. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I, I, I grew up half the time in Europe and half the time in Southern California. And my mom's German my dad was in the air force and he was always uh, seemed to be always stationed uh, somewhere in europe uh between greece spain norway germany um and lived a, a good part of my life over there so it sort of started to uh create um uh, you know kind of my my thought process a yeah. little bit and then coming back to california um so Kind of crossbreeding and cross-pollinating those two things. I moved into a neighborhood uh, in 1966 uh, in these new townhomes, Cypress, California, called Tanglewood. And, um, And by 1968, my neighbor was Jeff Swart.
0: You're kidding. He's going to be here on Thursday.
2: Yeah, so you <laughs> can talk. You, you can talk <laughs> to him a little oh bit about this. So uh, we became friends. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's about a year and a half older than I am, um, and uh, used to help him on his paper route. Uh, we used to hang out. Um, you know, his dad. Uh, you know, kind of got me interested in Porsches. Uh, because our neighborhood was kind of like a quintessential Southern California neighborhood where everybody's garage alleyways, all, everybody had their garages open. Um, there was always something interesting going on in those garages. We'd be riding our stingrays around. Um, the bicycles. En- bicycles. At the Eng- time. Yeah. Uh, English cars, American cars, German cars. Uh, is- always somebody hot-rodding something. Um, it was a great neighborhood to grow up with if you were uh, kind of in this middle of what was going on in Southern California. So, um,
0: were you already into it? I mean, you're talking about the garages and everything. Were you already into it at that age?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I you know, and and I I drew uh, cars from the time I can remember. Mm. You know, it was just something I loved. I just loved the mechanical. Emotional aspect of of automobiles, and and then um, uh, my my mom's uncle worked for Bosch in Germany, and so I spent uh, no,
1: I people
2: Bosch, I wear b- auto, oh. Bosch car, car parts, uh, car parts uh, electronics okay.
0: yeah, um, any kind of fuel uh, pump or you're going to find in an old car. So I um,
2: right, uh, so I would go there sometimes during the summer, and then by the time I was um, twelve, thirteen, I interned there. For the summer, um, rebuilding um, uh, everything from generators, working on stuff, uh, you know, building stuff. Wow! Um, so rebuilding things at the actual
0: factory where they were built. Well,
2: it's them. not the factory. It was was a, an official license. A workshop was a big one. Oh, I yeah? see. And all these neat cars were always coming in. And I remember in in the town that he was in, it was uh, in Germany. Um, had everything from uh, uh, Matras. Uh, early Mercedes, um, Capris, you know, uh, RSs, uh, Mm -hmm. stuff like that coming in, you know, early 911s, all kinds of cool stuff. And so, you know, as a young kid, this stuff is just sort of coming into your head.
0: Stimulation, big time, yeah.
2: Then then when I uh, uh, turned 18, I joined the Air Force. Oh. So, so was that I in dad's
0: footsteps, or
2: well, it's because I really, you know, I was hungry to go back to Europe, and and uh, we weren't rich, so so it was one of those things where, um, you know, I wasn't really ready for for college yet. Uh, I really wanted to travel, so ended up being stationed at a base called RAF Upper Heyford, uh, outside of Oxford in England. Okay. Which is really close. It's funny because when when I talked to Patrick Long about uh, that, how they chose RF Bister, I used to fly gliders off of RF uh, Bister in like 1977. Good grief! Yeah, so
1: that's um, so cool. It's it, in the same spot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's, so mm-hmm. so it, it you know so and, and I I had a, a, a my transportation was I had um, a CB 400F. Uh, w- uh honda which was you know my dream you know first real cafe bike from honda uh, outside of the cb77 black, okay. uh, black uh, uh thing and um, <laughs> and anyway sort of moving forward um and, and ended up getting a right hand drive beetle a 62 oh. and um driving to london dri- you know driving everywhere I bet. and um going to auto farm going to all of those places in the 70s, going to Silverstone, driving the track. Um, so, you know, so real gearhead, um, got out of the Air Force um, and, um, uh, start, you know, I studied German and um, I found out, uh, you know, in a haphazard way through a magazine about Art Center College of Design and and I, I I never knew you could get an, a, a degree for designing cars. You know, I I thought you had to be a, a, a rocket scientist or something like that. And so um, uh, I went up there, and it was just my eyes just popped out. So I where um, was that? That's in Pasadena. So just to kind of Hustler give you the went world, to it, right? where, 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 yeah, give you the oh. world of design schools. There's really only a handful. Um, there's. There's Art Center. It's probably one of the most famous. Uh, most of the automotive designers um, that I know of came out of Art Center, mm-hmm. or the Royal College of Art, or Center uh, 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 Creative Studies in Detroit, or the Fortsim School uh, in Germany. Okay. Those are really, and there's others. There's others. But those of are the
1: main epicenters of.
2: Well, it, it's it's just that they created through different reasons. Um, uh, you know, with the right people coming in, the right—you uh, know—we were talking about Saren and a little bit earlier. The you know, TWA terminal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he—he's right from Detroit. You know, uh, Bloomf- uh, Bloomfield, right? and so
0: much of the GM plant and everything. Right, right. Yeah. So, so Sarin and, is it,
1: from Detroit. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and, he's, yeah. and, and he, i didn't know that. He, he, so I went to UM. Famous, so much of our favorite uh, furniture and stuff. has yeah. yeah. Has Eames, Michigan, Charles exactly. Eames, uh, all of that. Know. All of Herman so, Miller's
2: So, so what I did know though is—is is that I had. A talent and a passion for industrial design, uh, especially on, on the transportation automotive side, and um, got into Art Center. Um,
0: How uh, did you get into Art
2: Center? Well, uh, the way I got in was I, I, I took a night class because I didn't have a portfolio. Right. And so I took a night class, um, built up a portfolio.
0: Uh, and and wow. I got and I
2: got accepted after that.
0: Really? Yeah. And uh, did and did you combine your your night studies with uh, work and drawings that you had done and been doing throughout your life? Or no,
2: it was all new ah. I, 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 because I really wanted to make sure that uh, you know they they were looking for um, you know your thought process, your creative process, and so forth. And so how be- the melon works, right? Yeah, 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 just how you think and, and how and how you can communicate it, and then. Um, hmm then i I got accepted um, uh and then uh i I'm in this class with about fifteen other uh you know design students from all over the world, um, and I'm thinking, what am I doing here you know and and you have everybody in there that that later on you you come to know. Uh, and the people that have been there in the past and you really kind of hits you that you know and it gets competitive it gets really competitive and so by the third semester I'm on scholarship wow so kudos wow um, which was not easy uh you know and right. it, so um and then But by, you're
0: you're loving what you're doing at this point now right oh, you found a, where I, you're oh, going Oh
2: I was working through the night Yeah, you know it's 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 um design what they say is 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 when you're doing something that you love um it, you, your brain goes into alpha you know and and alpha is the same as sleep you know that you can do it and all of a sudden when you're done you're just you're done you know and, and it's but you keep going at it it's like this problem solving mm. thing gene that you have and so um by fifth semester um uh larry shinoda comes out to Art Center. And I don't know if you know who Larry Shinoda is, but Larry Shinoda was probably one of the most recognized designers that came out of, uh, let's say, the 50s, 60s General Motors, Mako Shark, uh, 63 Stingray... um,
0: Goes to Ford, creates the Mach One. Uh, uh, he designed the, the, all these. Yes, yes, yeah, and they're very forward-thinking. Uh, these are the these are ones that left their mark. Yeah, th- yeah.
1: Th- that brand, I can already tell that. Brand yeah,
0: but but it, but it, 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 I I I got he
2: came out to to um, interview for internships. He chooses two of us wow. to go back with him. So
0: to go to Detroit. To uh,
2: yeah, work. It, it actually was Indiana. Wow. and uh, so uh, we, um, I was one of them and then um, worked with him all summer um, and he, he did a lot of work for Penske. He's doing a lot of stuff he knew everybody he took us to an indie race knew everybody there you know and um, and then um, at the end of the summer I ended up working for him for an extra couple weeks privately nice. mm-hmm. and um, and then he asked me you know hey kid wh- where he- do you want to work when you graduate
0: what capacity were you? Were you like an apprentice or just an assistant? No, just, just or an just, intern. Okay. Just Just, just, an just an staying on longer than your... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I and I actually I stayed at his house, you know, where is uh, you know... This it, is
0: kind of why I was getting... It sounds almost more of an assistant apprenticeship yeah. under him.
2: So, so anyways, um, uh, uh, you know, he asked me, hey, kid, where, where do you want to work when you graduate? And I said, oh, I really want to work at Porsche, you know? And uh, so he says, you know... Um, uh, the guy who runs Porsche, I worked with in the skunk works at General Motors. His name is Anatole Lapine, and Tony Lapine. And and so he leaves for lunch, and he comes back after lunch, and he says, um, "Hey, uh, Freeman, I just talked with Tony, and he says he wants you to send you his portfolio." Uh, uh, and uh, so I said, "Wow!" So I got a portfolio together, sent it to Germany. And um, and he, I was only in my fifth semester, so he made me an offer. Really, literally, right there, and didn't nice. even want me to finish. To pull you out of school. Finish my studies. So my my teachers. No need.
1: Uh, We're good. <laughs> yeah,
2: my, my teachers talked me into graduating, and Portia sent me a letter that they would hold the job and so forth. Nice. Wow. So, so um, uh, fall of nineteen eighty three, I joined Portia. Wow! Yeah. Dream
0: come true. Wow! Dream come true in a design capacity. Yeah, as a
2: designer. Wow! And um, so got in, you know, got in there, um, uh, uh, came into the studios, uh, got into Vizac. Um, it was like amazing, amazing. Um, I ended up uh, uh, working uh, for a lot of there. There was it was set up at that time. It had um, uh, three chiefs and Tonya Lapine and uh the three chiefs were um, Arnold Dossel, Ginger Ginger uh, just to give you a background uh, so i worked for him designed the 9, uh, nine um let me think uh, go back a second um uh not uh, uh, 936 he designed the body of the 936 all the graphics for the 936 designed the safari car graphics no kidding yeah Um, Was in charge of all the interiors, color materials, all of that. Uh, So everything going on at that time interior-wise was going on under him. Mm. So we had the the 959 had just started, uh, got involved in that uh you know developing i developed the center tunnel on the back seat uh color
0: because of the all-wheel drive at that point yeah and also the
2: way it developed into the back seat so that was my design all all of that okay and uh you
1: took over that part like that was your use i I had to work yeah and
2: then and then started working on and then for the um uh the frankfurt show they wanted me to design the show stand so, mm. uh, so I, I designed oh, cool. the show stand and I designed the cutaway and I designed the, the stand that it was behind and, I, and all of that. And then I was shifted over to Dick Zoderbergh's studio. And Dick's studio, Dick designed, um, uh, let me think, 9083, the body of 9083. He did... Um, Is that what uh, Jeff Swart has, number 11? No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's a Targa Florio car, the one with the, the uh, Gulf blue, blue with the arrows. He has 906 oh i see okay So 9083 is is really oh, short yeah
0: yeah yeah uh, uh they have one at the pecla right yeah is that yeah right? okay yeah
2: and and uh cars that vic Elford drove at targa florio and uh, brian redmond and um so dick designed that that was his first car that they designed at porsche and, and and dick was amazing dick was kind of the guy that worked really close with uh singer uh, developing all of the aerodynamics he did 935 Continued on was in charge of nine five nine. Continued to working on nine five nine under Dick, Um, and then. um, What year did the nine five nine come out to the public? Nineteen. Well, to the public, it was nineteen eighty three. Was a group B study at, at Frankfurt. And then from that, it became 959, and the 959 was, uh, the first production models came out in 1986,
0: 87. Okay, mid-'80s, that's about what I remember.
2: Yeah. Okay. And I remember uh, my desk uh, in his studio, we had the prototype 959 uh, helmet bot sitting right in front of my desk, coming in from the snow, so it had snow dripping off Oh, my off gosh. It, you know?
1: it is awesome.
2: Yeah. And the prototype
0: it, it, was just driven.
2: Yeah, and Dick, Dick also did the psychedelic 917. I don't know what the
0: psychedelic 917 is.
2: It, it's the, from 1970. Uh, it's the one with purple and green and all the psychedelic... I, I stru- mean, I'm
0: envisioning what uh, psychedelic yeah, is in my own yeah, life, but yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen so,
2: it so, um But uh, Antonio Lapine was amazing. I mean, the guy was... Um, it was Russian-American. Um, he spoke with this d- deep, heavy Russian accent, I- incredibly lingual in his... Uh, quotes you know it, it, you know he would say things like um you know freeman uh, uh you know in germany you know what they say is that walls make good neighbors <laughs> <laughs> <That's very funny. laughs> <You know? laughs> but but he would he, he was he, he had this sarcastic um, wit about him that he would dial into people and cultures and stories. I watched, you know, just from my chair there, seeing Fairy Portia coming into the studio, Helmet Bot, um, everybody that that you know Hans Metzger, all of those guys. Um, and uh, so, it, kind of moving the story forward. Uh, sure. um I left. We. I got married uh, to my wife Renee. Uh, that's here. Hi Renee. Uh, and uh,
0: Renee's no bullshit. She said. She yeah, said, she I'm is no bullshit. So, <laughs> um,
2: and then after a while, we decided to go back to California, and, and I opened up my own studio. Uh, this was at the end of 1987,
0: oh, and man. and um, after only a few years, at Portia and around.
2: Yeah, but then Portia, uh, they shifted to from Harmley Guy, I mean, to Tony Lapine to Harmley Guy. And uh, so, um, long story short, harmless guy flew out to California, talked me back into coming back to Porsche. <gasps> From your own shop. Yeah. You're opening up your own shop. That's a yeah. big deal. Mm, yeah. That's, that's, a, so, that's a tough sell. So, just so, decided to leave um, that world. so I spent my time between Vizac and Southern California, and um, and which was a perfect scenario. And I did that for about another until about. Um, uh, into 1990, and and at the, about the middle of 1990, um, a guy named Jay Mays uh, called me, and um, and I was happy to be home in California. I don't know if you know who Jay Mays is, but name sounds familiar. Okay, so Jay, um, uh, Jay at that time was uh, running a uh, studio at Audi, and later he became global head of design for Ford Motor Company, including Aston Martin. Oh, my goodness. Uh, That's uh, why I know his you know, name. <laughs> all, all, the, all the companies, you know, Jaguar. Amazing, amazing guy. Um, so he calls me up and uh, tried to talk me into uh, going to this new venture where Audi was opening up a studio in Southern California. Mm. And so I turned him down three times and, because I loved this kind of new role I had at Porsche, sure. which, which I had a bit of autonomy um, I had California, I had Germany, and it, it, it really worked out well. It's and, nice that
0: they came to get you, too. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice position to be.
2: Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. And uh, so, um, long story short, uh, we decided uh, that uh needed health insurance, hmm. needed a couple of other things. You bet. Renee was 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 pregnant with Monique. Oh my goodness. And and so we decided okay this this idea of the Audi studio in Southern California Simi Valley was wow. pretty cool. So <laughs> so anyways I um, uh, you know I I decided to accept it and then I, I remember going up to Harmony Guy and telling him you know guys you know I have to tell you that I'm gonna go over to, to Audi and they were amazing about it. Matter of fact, even allowed me back in for their group shots.
0: Whoa! Yeah. Wow. So this is around 90 90- This is ni- end of 1990. So I'm trying to think of uh just the the world at that point. What's going on in the uh uh let's see the 964 is what they're making. Well, well no, right? no it, it, I,
2: if I go back to the first stint, all right. So uh we were doing 964 mm-hmm. at the same time and then we shifted over to a car which I worked on was 965.
0: Oh, I've heard about that car. It was, it was, go ahead.
2: Yeah, 965 was, was really going to be the productionization of, of the 959. It was looked, looked from the uh, rear fender forward identical to a 993, down to the headlight. So I, I worked on That was 1985. We, we did that car wow. then. So if you put that car next before, to a 993, geez. you'd be hard pressed, and, except it had a 959 tail on it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then, and, and it With was. With the clamshell
0: and everything? Yeah. Oh, it, wow. It,
2: and it was, uh, it, had, um, uh, it, it had twin turbo. It was all the stuff that water 959. Cooled? It was water air. Okay. Like the 959. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was water air. And, um, and, then, um, and then we, uh, uh, coming back, when I came back, uh, there's other projects working on. Uh, 993 uh, had started up. Uh, uh, Tony Hatter was working on on 993. Am I wrong to
0: assume that the 993 Turbo is... I always assume that the 993 Turbo basically was the production model 959. I mean, they're so similar in my mind. It
2: it, it was afterwards because... A a refined version, I guess. Yeah, it was really where um they they had pushed all of their learnings and, and knowledge from the nine five nine finally into production. Now the nine six four what a lot of people don't know about the nine six four is that it's an eighty percent new car.
0: Oh but, really? But yeah, from the G bodies.
2: Yeah. It, it it has the it has basically the nine nine three chassis, except for the rear suspension. Right. Yeah. It, it and it's all basically just ready to go for the multi-link. Um, the the nine six
0: four they had gotten away from the torsion bars, but they hadn't gone multi-link it, it, yet.
2: Yeah, it, they, it hadn't gone multi-link yet. Okay. But it, it's um, it has. Um, let's see, it has it has the front suspension. It has the the rear suspension is a modified version, not a torsion bar. It's coils um, because they they couldn't put the torsion bars through because of the all-wheel drive system. <laughs> right yeah sure and you uh, got a tunnel now right so so but uh the front fenders were new everything the whole body the interior was the old interior but um but it basically a new structure yeah um didn't sell well uh because it just looked like the old car and then 993 came along and you know just everybody wanted we all
0: fell in love with it that's the yeah yeah it got same
2: price same price and yep. so of course everybody wants a nine six four now.
0: I know it's so crazy, <laughs> but I, a couple of years ago the nine nine three. I remember when the nine nine three came out, it was a big deal that they had it priced at fifty nine grand and change. But yeah, yeah. it was under fifty under sixty grand for bare bones car. But you could get a nine eleven for under sixty grand, and uh, and I, I don't even know how they were selling them for that because it was so much more car than the nine six four was just a year earlier. That yeah, was even yeah. in some ways more expensive. Great.
2: Well, it just it, that's what styling does. You know, yeah, be, because so. a offender. a fender, a
0: headlight's a headlight. Right. You, you know,
2: it, it just uh, doesn't change the drive, and, and it doesn't change the cost. Interesting. It, it, you're it, pressing it, a
0: fender either way.
2: Yeah. So, so, um, so pushing forward, uh, uh, you know, we went through nine six five and and all of those projects, and then um, and then I went to Audi, and um, we set up the studio in in California, Southern California, and um, and working with Jay Mays was phenomenal. Uh, we, we had a lot of freedom. Uh, we were working directly for uh, Hartmut Varkas and Piech because Piech, Piech was running uh, Audi at okay. that time. And um, so we had a lot of support.
0: Um, this is, this, we're still in 19, late nineteen ninety. Th- this, this is 91 now. Okay, Nin- so I, I, I have a tremendous history with Audis. It's all my mother drove. Okay. Uh, so I, ha- I remember what the, the models were. So what are you working on when you go to Audi? Because the 90s and the 100s are out at this yeah,
2: point. Yeah, in the beginning, we just started working Pre-A4. on... Pre-A4. Yeah, we started um, working on A4. Oh yeah, we started working on A4. That changed the game for them. But, that but brought out. We, we did a couple things. Uh, uh, Jay and I was basically uh, uh, assistant chief designer. He was chief designer. So we collaborated really kind of uh, like a band. Uh, the other third third link that we had, we had a guy named Craig Durfee, and Craig designed the Viper. Oh wow! So that was so. Huge so at the we time. had so
0: we had Jay, Craig, and myself.
2: As at Audi. At, that uh, was the at, in there?
0: this in this studio. Cool. And it was when the awesome. Viper came out. By the way, it was a real life cartoon. It, none of it made. It was just looking at it in person yeah. was absolutely almost a religious experience when it first came out. It was nuts.
2: So so we started working on a lot of concept work. What where to take mm-hmm. Audi? What to do with it? And uh, we we started early studies on crossovers mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, you know sport utilities and things like that, but not in the normal sense. For me, it always has to have a very unique. Uh, philosophy and a story behind it
1: the design mm-hmm. of what you're making yes right. why yeah. is it
2: why is it however you're making yeah. it so um i created a vehicle uh, that was only done internally um I, I i studied what was going on with hummer looked at quattro looked at rally um mm. and I, I created a vehicle called uh, alpensee quattro Sieger means mountain winner, quattro. Sounds and, like what became the old road. Yeah, but this was much more like you could drop it out of a helicopter. I mean, it was amazing. It was like a, 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 right. a Lamborghini LM2, uh, you know, by Audi.
1: Wow. <laughs> you,
2: you know, just something real, like a piece of product design that... It, Showstopper? It, yeah, it was amazing. Great proportions, stance, uh, capability. Um, you did you know, actually
0: build it? You make
2: one? We, we did the full size model. I went to Germany to finish it, and but at that time we also did a second version, which was uh, we 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 did basically the Q series. You know, uh, we we worked on that. That seemed to be the one, uh, all the
0: uh, SUV, yeah, like
2: the Q7, mm-hmm. and and so that became more of the mainstream idea that sort of said, okay, this is what the market wants right interesting it, and then we developed a lot of ideas and then um we created the uh, the concept for the new beetle and by 92 we uh we'd secretly done that um and started the sketches we sold the idea to fernand Piech
0: no and
2: then um we presented it in 94 at the show so we had that and um and then right after that i went back to germany uh, with jay because jay took over design for audi it became it, Because Varkas became the head of the whole Volkswagen concern. Sounds
0: like everything's switching
2: around. Yeah, switching around. And at that point, I created the Audi TT.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah. So... so no,
1: y'all just throw that. Well, well this, all part of this is another
0: highly celebrated car. <laughs> I that know! Basically, the production version was the concept car almost, and it was just sitting there with the baseball leather and the whole bit. Yeah. So, and I saw this car at the auto show, and it had the old-fashioned little shift boot and the whole but, thing. But see, all that's
2: all, all building up this, uh, this philosophy and a story from... Um, and it was nothing more than a little doodle I did for myself. And, and I, I, I had always envisioned this kind of auto union um, uh, machine that, that projected and communicated quattro, you know, that this silver little bullet, right? And um, so I sat down when I was in Ingolstadt to just sketch the thing out. And uh, Jay Mays came by my drawing desk and, and I said, what's that? And I go, oh, I'm just I'm playing with. And he it goes, it could have been a new
0: 356. I yeah, mean, the yeah, car yeah. is spectacular.
2: So, well, Irwin commended the, the the gentleman that designed the 356 was my kind of my mythos for it. You know, and the philosophy mm. for it, just
0: the simplicity of everything. Is yeah. Grand, grand. So
2: in his Bauhaus, and and it's like you know, learning things about Bauhaus, learning things mm. about architecture, learning, and it's just. You're just a student.
0: You're just expressing these yes. ideas, right? Regurgitating what you've already taken in.
2: Yeah, and, and reprocessing it and hopefully coming up with something new. Yeah. And, and so um, he, he, he saw it and he was smitten by it. And he goes, Do you mind if I borrow this? And I go, No, go ahead. And comes back a it's couple. Just a profile of sketch
0: or a three-quarter? Side,
2: side view sketch. Okay. So um, he comes back and he says, um, Hey, uh, um, I, I shared this with Dr. Pefkin. Dr. Pefkin at that time was head of development for Audi, and he goes, he loves this thing, and, and he wants to do it. And, and he goes, but we, can't, <laughs> it, but we can't do it here in the studio. Uh, we're, we're gonna keep it completely secret. Oh. So he goes, uh, you're, uh, in about 20 minutes, you're gonna meet a guy named Ralph Villner. <laughs> now
0: it's like the future, in about 20 minutes, you're <laughs> gonna know. meet a guy. So, so the phone's gonna ring. So,
2: so I, I go out in the hallway, and he's already waiting for me. And um, uh, Ralph is an engineer working for uh, Advanced Design under Dr. Hockenberg. And uh, so he has these drawings with him. He goes, look, we're going to do this thing. I want you to start to mark off stuff that you want and so forth. And then, uh, and then uh, Jay comes back and goes, okay, we're, we're going to set up a studio in your apartment.
0: and." and so Hello. so Hi. so
2: so they they send it, by that evening i had a drawing table everything in my apartment they sent all
0: the equipment you would need
2: well and then he said you have two weeks we're going to present to Piek," and uh... and so within two weeks it had transitioned into this other um, loft in, in an industrial area called geimersheim and uh... they had built out this loft for me and and with a modeling table and so forth and, and i handpicked uh... Uh, two modelers to help me, the two guys I had worked with in the past, and um, and I did these set of sketches, including the spider and the coop, and, and then uh, a private uh, presentation happened between Piek and uh, Dr. Hockenberg and uh, Dr. Piek, I mean uh, Dr. Pefkin, um, and they came out of the meeting basically said Piek loves this thing, he wants he wants to do this, and and so long story short this can go on forever so so we we end up building the concept vehicles very close to production um to to the point where i'm down in italy uh where at at ital design uh working in a shop with panel beaters and we pressed we we actually pressed the body panels and 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 uh for audi
1: you like well
2: they, they they made the tooling for for just two cars
1: Oh, wow. In, 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 in,
2: including, they engineered all out the inner panels and everything, uh, spot welded it together. And I worked there for the whole time, you know, in Italy. And, and then afterwards, these were cars that you could drive on Audi's test track at top speed so cool.
0: And they really made them.
2: Yeah, the concept vehicles That's were I mean. that wild. well done, down to the vents. You know, so I mean,
0: they really knew they were going to make this car. Yeah, is, is what yeah. it says to me. Yeah,
2: and so uh, and they were going to again no must ma-
0: have felt amazing for you.
2: It was amazing. So and then then um, uh, fast forward to um, the end of the nineties, uh, we did a lot of other projects going along. I, you know, I, I went back to Volkswagen, did the the new Polo. Uh, oh, okay. uh, it created the theme work for the new Passat, the first you know really, really? good Passat. Uh,
1: the, they were high, weren't they? Well, the-,
2: the Passat, the, the new Formy one that came out, and then um, and then uh, uh, I got a call from um, Tom Gale at, at, at Daimler Chrysler. Tom Gale ran uh, and was on the board of director for Daimler Chrysler, and wanted me to come out to um, uh, Detroit and interview and so um ended up going out and they offered me uh, a vp of uh, advanced design and all vehicle architecture Mm. so so the first project you you know going through there I'm, i'm going through their whole um smorgasbord of products and so forth and looking at everything and um it's your job
0: now to tie in a new design language for everything, well, not, right?
2: A new design language and vehicle architecture. And one of the things that I was always smitten by was what I called the noble American sedan. You know, Because going back to my days when uh, my dad, living in Europe, we had a 57 Buick Roadmaster.
0: Okay. I was and, wondering and what which, you were considering a you, sedan.
2: You can imagine a Buick Roadmaster in Europe, in Spain, and Greece, and in Germany – stuck out yeah right it was it was like the american but it wasn't it was like steve mclean as an american kind of in that era. there's a and, finesse
1: to it right yeah like, the
2: real finesse okay so uh with the studios we started to change the architecture around and and um i kept thinking you know the whole idea of hemi 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 mm. hemi you know chrysler hemi mm-hmm. um sedan um, looking at the Gia Chryslers, Chryslers in the 50s had their cars designed by Gia of Italy, and they created these most incredible designs. Mm. And so we looked at that um, with the team. And, and this is like plucking stuff back and forth. There was a concept vehicle that was done a few years earlier called the Kronos, which had a great front end, and it was like creating a paper doll and just saying, you know I'm going to pluck that front end I'm going to create this high bodied side thing with a chopped roof yeah and became, you could just
1: do that right like
2: yeah and, and rear wheel drive stance dashed axle all of that cool. uh, and that became the Chrysler 300 wow you know and, uh,
0: and you brought back the proper sedan big time. Yeah, That's and, it,
2: and it, changed, it changed the attitude because we were working with Mercedes and we could use their parts bin mm. and we ended up using their suspension, their gearboxes, their seat frames. It's, it's, uh, their, the
0: 300 was a great car. It's and a they drove great, great car. It's a
2: great car. And, and it's one of those cars that you're not, um, that, that if you, like my friend um, uh, uh, at Stola, uh, uh, his name's Kiki Stola um, in Italy he had the the wagon version of it Magnum right in Magnum but, but in Europe they sold a wagon version of the 300 oh they did yeah
0: oh that's nice and
2: he still has it and, and uh, it's one, one of those Dodge. cars that exactly the way I envisioned it that would look fantastic in Europe and, and anywhere in America it became noble uh, almost like Steve McQueen and Thomas Crown Affair mm, right interesting so 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 then, um, uh, 2005, I got another call back from Jay Mays. was now head of design for all of uh, Ford, Aston Martin, all of that. Wow. And Henrik Fisker left um, uh, Ford to start his own thing. To start
0: the car company. Fisker, so Jay yeah.
2: calls me up and and said, look, I've got the perfect spot for you. And and so ended up uh, taking over a uh, car. Uh, advanced design for ford mm. motor company in and sort of uh had the headquarters in irvine because they had what they call the pag building there and um from that we started on um the everything from uh the new fusion mm. uh the new um explorer uh the new uh lots of new design lines lots of concept vehicles probably did about uh, at least 10 concept vehicles
0: that's that a lot. Time. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, your career is it, it, absolutely – it's, so, it's so much bigger than I already thought it was, and I, and I already thought it was pretty big. We haven't even wrapped it up yet, but I, I want to get into some other stuff, too, about your interests as well. So, I mean, I, sure, let's finish absolutely. up the career stuff, but also I want to figure out what you're into. I want to hear about the R Group and why you decided that that was a good idea, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Sure, okay. sure. So sort of on that tangent, um, late 90s, uh, I have an early 9-11 Jeff swore, you know where uh uh i you know i loved hot riding it i loved uh getting into it uh, it it had a 2.8 twin plug uh what card did you have it what, six, what was six, a 69 uh tangerine 911 oh, um very very pure uh, set it up with lightweight seats and just delete options and mm. so forth. And kind of growing up with the whole sports purpose attitude, uh, Jeff Swart, in back in the 60s, his dad had an uh, early 901. And that car ended up getting a 911 S-spec engine, uh, R-wheels, uh, sports seats, lowered. And this is already by 1969 it had this. Wow. And um, so... There was an article, that, an article that came out in Excellence Magazine about Chris Hargis and his brothers. And it was had some photos of their cars. And it was very parallel to my way of thinking with the guys that I was hanging out with, like Raleigh Resos and all of these guys in, in Southern California. And so um, I gave him a call. I got his number through Pete Stout at Excellence and um, called him up. And 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 we hit it off from day just right from that first conversation, and we said we got to create something out of this. We got to do something. So we started playing around with names, cut back and forth. Um, uh, we came up with the word R grupa uh, from a, the connotation of 911 R was a quintessential sports purpose early 911. Uh, we came up with the philosophy, you know of. Uh, kind of the whole Steve McQueen attitude, uh, you know, SoCal Hot Rod uh, and Porsche Sports Purpose, all of this. Um, I designed the logo, you know, just sat down and started scribbling it. And then uh, we created that um, and then had our first meeting in Cambria. Um, when and was this? This is in 1999. No, first meeting wasn't Cambria. Our first meeting was Muckenthaler Concord in <laughs> Fullerton. And, and that was, and we had Milt Mintner there. As well. And, and, and Milt Mintner said, uh, We asked him, hey, you know, we've got, uh, we posthumously gave Steve McQueen membership number 01, uh, Chris has got membership number 02, and I've got 03. Uh, what number do you want? And he goes, I want my race number, 00. zero. <laughs> <laughs> right to the front of the line. Yeah, so so that was that was uh, our group. I, I mean, we can go on
0: about that. And then, well, but uh, it's very interesting to me, I mean, because it's become such a thing now. Yeah. I think of it a worldwide cultural thing.
2: Yeah. It, mean, it, d- do you
0: think of it that way, or do you just think of it as that thing you started way back when?
2: No, I, I, I really do. I really appreciate it, because uh, even the Porsche factory respects our group, uh, because the whole idea of our group is... Uh, you know leave the attitude to the cars, you know and- absolutely,
1: yeah,
0: is that what it is is yeah. that what the principle is
2: it is and and only enough rules so it doesn 't fall apart you know the other rules <laughs> yeah so 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 that and and the the fact is that it's uh, so focused on and it was in you know we created the original graphics Mag, uh, magnum uh, what what 's name magnus
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah I mean there's a lot of lot of stuff that Magnus did later, oh that, that, that was original, yeah yeah that we created that and, and we don 't even take credit for it because it was it was started by the, you know the guys that were in the sixties yeah the and, actual and, and, yeah, so the real guys yeah and and so the whole idea of the art group was being humble. Um, uh, you know, when I worked at Porsche, and, and you, you work next to guys like Helmut and, and Hans Metzger, and all of these guys, you know, nobody really knew who these guys were until they got publicized, right? And yeah. and they didn't self publicize themselves, of course. You know, and I—that's what I really appreciate. To me, that's what Porsche was. Porsche was being discreet. Yeah. It was the work
0: stands on its own.
2: Yeah, it, and it, and it was engineered. And it was about not about being pompous. So
0: the the race results uh, spoke for.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was more than fifteen minutes of fame. It was really about the long the long run, the you know right. the long story, and yeah, and too. yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's really what is in my skin, you know, about uh, what's going on now. Luftgekühlt is all about that, you know. I think that it's being done for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these. Uh, you know, the original early cowbug, you know, groups and yeah. all of that. Just the same thing. You know, it's all about the machines, the people, the socializing, all of that. But
0: um, it makes me so happy to hear you yeah, say, say all that stuff.
2: It's great, it's really great. And so, um, and back in early 2000, I, I got introduced to Alois Roof. And, and so we hit it off really well from... Uh,
0: you hit it off with everybody, by the
2: way. Well, it, it, you know, uh, <laughs> yes. I, it, it's, it's a collaboration that you have as a chemistry. And so mm. um, Alois and I became really good friends. I'd go to Germany. Um, I, I'd help him out a lot behind the scenes. Uh, I developed CTR-3 for him. Uh, What's that, that that's uh, his first supercar that he did um after the original CTR this, he did that uh, in in the 2000s uh, it it's still producing it still
1: really uh, um, still
2: yeah yeah Ralph cool. Lauren has two of them <laughs> you know um i mean they they really i mean i'm shocked myself you know and um they they go uh at the auctions uh, they go for stupid money um <laughs> And then um, uh, a few years ago, I started developing the new CTR forum and the, the SCR. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so came up with a strategy of developing the car, widening the, the, the door shoulders, and, and kind of knowing, uh, you, you know, because I had gotten to know the 911 so well through the years, I felt that I could, it's like playing a part and in going into character yeah. that you can start to say, okay, It's allowed to do this. Mm -hmm. It's allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. It's allowed to do that, and then Roof, on the other hand, has his own unique history that's authentic and and true to himself. And so, I played with both of those um, DNAs, if you will, to create that. Cool. And and now and that's why that and and they've um, it's doing really well. You know, I've I've driven the car. Uh, it's phenomenally fast. It's very light. It puts a set over. Uh, it says seven ten horsepower. It's like seven fifty. That's crazy. Yeah, and it weighs twelve hundred kilograms. That's
1: what I was going to get to. It's so light, like that must yeah. Just it's full of carbon move.
2: monocoque, uh, multi-link, uh, you know, lever arm suspension, uh, push rod. It's a race car.
0: It's a full race car.
2: Yeah, but it's but it's supple on the road. I mean, Is it? You can, oh, you can it's just drive it. You can just drive it, wow. and the acceleration. It's just, it takes your breath away. Just takes your, it's, it's, it's kind of like why hot riding was created in the first place because-
0: To get that feeling?
2: It's because it just wasn't good enough out of the factory,
0: you know, which wasn't good enough. Had to make it. Right. So- Well, but people like you brought that back by bringing the Hemi's back and then everything was 500 horsepower. Yeah. So- Even sedans. So, and,
2: and, and (laughs) I have to, I have to say it's, it's like the Beetle, like the TT, it, it's, it's speaking to an audience that's there and, and working with great teams. I, you know, I, I, I was always surrounded and always am surrounded. I love, for me, it's like being in a band. You know, that everybody, It's like the Stones, right? You, you know, that, you've yeah. made that
0: analogy a couple times, and you've also said the chemistry, and that, to me, speaks to how much you celebrate the entire team.
2: Yeah, it's not, it's not really about the car company or the corporation you work with. It's really about the people. The group, yeah. It's yeah. the group. Um, you know, it's like Howard Stern. Right, you know, it's. I mean, it's that loyalty to the people that you work with, and um, so now today, then I I retired uh, at the end of 2017 from Ford, um, and uh, from all of Advanced Design globally, and started up my own design consultancy. Okay, so now I have work for everybody. Well, now I can be brand agnostic. I can be. uh, uh, For me, it's about passion brands. It's about passionate, passionate people that, that really have a vision to do something. And so I'm still working with Roof. Um, I'm working with I, – I, for years I've been working with uh, Chad McQueen and McQueen. We've oh, we done a lot of work guys. together. Yeah. What do you do Chad's with great. him? He's uh, awesome. I, I've done everything from um, uh, strategy through to uh, building bridges through design. Uh, we just finished um, working on a new Bullet Mustang that is taking the new Bullet and taking it to another level, uh, uh, and and that's kind of redoing all the key parts on on the car. We've got some other projects. Are in you the building
0: weeks. the Bullet Mustang that Ford could have built? That kind well, of thing. It, the, that the sort base, of thing. The base is really yes. good.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and, and Chad Chad just drove the car, and um, and he said, God, you know. It, drive, it, it and this is probably a great compliment to the, the to the way this car is set up because it drives like a GT3, you know it, it's it's amazing 750 horsepower, and, wow. and, and and but it's how you put it down to the right. road after about well that's just
0: it they can do it now Must, the Mustangs are great cars now yeah <laughs> I couldn't always yeah. say that but they really are great cars now and
2: that that was really Jay May's working uh, and, and of course we developed the theme in our studio. You know, for the and really trying to push it into a much more sophisticated
0: direction. And um, I would call that a success. Do you feel good about that? Absolutely. There's a diff- I feel like there's a different uh, stigma attached to, mu- or maybe the stigma is no longer attached to mustangs.
2: Well, it it went from uh, you know, kind of uh, can't uh, go
0: around turns to all of a sudden yeah, now they're bringing them up yeah, the press.
2: Yeah, I mean the original the original '65 and '66, and I would even say into '67 60, and '68 had a much more International feel about it, like with the original Shelby's and so forth, okay. and with with
0: what Steve McQueen did with the original. I Bullard. think you're nailing the reasons, though. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and that's what we wanted to put back into the car. So um, and now, uh, we're I'm uh, working with a, a good friend. I'm not going to uh, name uh, his name, but uh, <laughs> we're creating a new studio now, uh, and, oh. and 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 so um, and uh, this studio will be only for passion projects and oh, wow. and uh is going to be we can talk about it maybe at a later date but sure. but it's well located um it, it it's going to be really um a really a welcoming place for for designers artists architects creatives uh, uh creatives musicians um everything you know it's going to be so with, all
1: forums, like all mediums yeah it's really going
2: it's gonna really break so down cool. the barriers of creativity and and because we all speak the same language, yeah. yes, right? Yes. It's, a
1: similar unique language that's not the mass language. Always. Well, the
2: thing is, when you work so for cool. when you work for corporations, um, they have a process that it's very hard for them to get out of. Because uh, it, 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 but when you're working for an individual or you're working for yourself. Um, you can be much more laser-focused. Uh, it's why startups do so well. Mm-hmm. And and how you can...
0: You can make re- a lot of progress when there aren't too many shifts.
2: Agile, uh, fast, um, um, and, and reactive. Agile,
0: agility is good. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. P- just being able to pivot without having to get the board involved or 17
1: meetings to yeah. decide where the period right. goes at the well, sentence. Well, <laughs> y- you know,
0: the thing is, and that's where
2: I come back to um, when I first started working with Jay Mays, uh, in the in the California studio, we had an international team there that we had all worked with in the past. We had British modelers that I'd worked with at Porsche. We had um, Swedish modeler. We had you know all it, it were, we were all together uh, in in this global studio, but we we worked like we were working out of a garage. Mm. It was so cool. There's nothing we could uh, couldn't do, and the one thing that we were passionate about because uh, Jay and I are Americans, and so is Craig is that we wanted to show the Germans that, because I, I kind of coined the phrase for myself as being a cultural architect. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like being a writer, that you can write the part, you can create the, the character development, and it's like the TT. You know, a lot of people think, oh, this is the quintessential German machine. But we made it German. German. You know that's that's and the you know the Chrysler 300 we made it American. Yeah. You know it's it's about creating things that you're using your character development, your philosophies, and the only way you can do that is if you're thinking fluidly and you have a great team that you're bouncing things off of. And there's not it, corporate structure. Get it out of there just Mm -hmm. get it get it out of creative space it doesn't work (laughs) Uh,
0: you're preaching to the choir you're describing a safe space for creatives to go and create and that is incredible i hope that there's a membership or some way that we can be a party to it in some way or at least come see it because it sounds like uh, the holy land to me
2: yeah well well creativity i i I would say the creative process is 90 percent mistakes Mm-hmm. And, and 90% of the stuff you don't want to show. Mm-hmm. And, and it's only that that last little bit that you finally say, okay, this is it. And, th- and that's really about creating that safe space, is having something that at the very end that you have something you say, okay. And and this is your gut compass. S- tells you this is it. This is the one. This is what will work. Mm-hmm. But along the way... You're asking lots of people's opinions about you know. (laughs) It's like I remember um, one instance. I'm sitting there, sketching up the 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 concept of the beetle, and I'm working on on the the high idea of the interior now. Mm. So we'd finished the exterior, and and I'm starting to develop the interior idea. And I still remember you know going back into the 1950s that there were little Rosenthal. Vases and I,
0: I, these are some of the. I, I'm so glad that. you came back to the Beetle and you're hitting a few things I wanted to ask about. So please keep going. Yeah, so I don't even know if you know about this. So but I know so I
1: sat I there
2: and I sketched this very pure, almost Bauhaus vase with just a little little daisy popping out of it on, on the dash, and um,
0: uh, you're telling a story in your picture, though.
2: Yeah, and people are walking by my desk, going, "What the f are you doing? I I know." freaking way. And Jay Mays comes by and he goes, we're doing that. Yep. As in that's, a, that's it.
1: I had a friend who bought a new beetle in mm-hmm. whatever year that was that had that vase and that flower in it and she drove it like that for years. It helped sell the story. Yeah. yeah. It helped and tell well, and sell well, the story.
2: The, 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 uh, it, before PowerPoints, we, we created a slide. You know, This is 1992 where we're creating a story behind the scene to sell the idea. And we created a slideshow. We, we created two scale models identical to each other except one was turquoise and one was yellow and we did a couple of things and we took it down to um malibu to photograph and doing this stuff and and we came up with this this concept of this idea the beetle at that point was all about these these memories
1: Mm -hmm. right yeah well the
0: beetle hadn't been made in this country in a long time so it was at the period the fact that the beetle was even being talked about was nostalgic right and it was it, it what was what
1: period sorry let me interrupt what period was the nostalgia from
0: i would
2: i would say the nostalgia really started in the 60s yeah, the okay hi, the hippie, and, and, and,
0: time, hippie hippie culture yeah, it and all was that.
2: It, okay. it was and i would even go to say that before that in the 1950s was it was this funny car that was kind of okay but everybody says why would you buy that ugly car by right. the 60s it became with advertising it, yes. it, there was an advertising the yeah the DDB uh, created yep. this advertising campaign around it that made this this funny looking machine Beautiful
0: and lovable. interesting
2: and lovable, right? Yeah. It, they had ads. They, made so- it a per- they personified it somehow in
0: yeah, those yeah. ads. The, the Mad Men does a, a segment on it but They literally open the ad and They're like, "Fuck, that's good." I
1: yeah. did a study on it in college. Yeah. It's like so smart and psychologically driven, but like it is beautiful. And like I know that companies when I was looking at cars, like in the. I Like sixteen, I was whatever ninety six. Like people tried to do that with new cars that were coming, like the neon and the whatever. But, but,
2: see, but see, those were
1: those to were, invite people in.
2: You have to, you know. It, I, I I like to look at the Beetle and the TT uh in the way that there's two different ways to put equity into something same with the chrysler 300. Okay. You, uh, equity are your emotions and your feelings and your memories of of something and and if you could build that into a song into a a, a, a you know a television show or a movie mm-hmm. and and create some familiarity but but at the same time creating something new mm-hmm. and and that's really the challenge so with with the beetle we it was all familiar but we had to really kind of rethink you know it 's like drawing Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse are is a circle with two circle for ears, and that 's it. Well, the beetle was three arches you know and, and it 's it's the Big one arch. And two small ones yeah yeah and and so we created that logo and then um, and they sort of built the story around that in a modern uh, way. I mean it was uh, I think uh, flattering to see Apple. Uh, you know, when they came out with first iMac, copied the 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 Beetle commercial that with the colors, with the colors, yeah, all the colors. I remember and the colors. And then, that. The, then the iMacs came out with the same thing. Oh,
0: they fanned out. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. I the old NBC that.
1: Peacock,
0: really. You
2: yeah, know, it's the same exa- kind of thing. Exactly. I
1: didn't notice the overlay, but I remember so, both so, commercials.
2: So you know, having the story, and we got uh, one of the um, early prototypes. So Monique, Renee, and I would drive around. <laughs> uh southern california in in this early prototype there are none around we're in westlake village where they they had the zone office and they had they had one there so i got that car for like about a week and and we drove it around. We drove it. I remember they were having an event at a Toyota dealer. We drove it to the Toyota dealer, and it just created <laughs> havoc.
0: I can't even remember. What is that, right?
2: <laughs> oh, no. It was just like whatever they were doing, they forgot. Yeah. Wow. You know? And that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and, and the idea of the car, we had gone so much further with the idea than, than just that car. We had, we had created this idea of a skateboard chassis of electric cuz the way we sold it originally to the Volkswagen group was we called it project lightning bug
0: oh and, interesting and, cool. and we
2: developed it the original concept was an all aluminum chassis frame with plastic panels that were removable That's on so the So cool vehicle.
0: And, and so if you it, wanted to change your colors or mix match, yeah, you know, or
2: repair it or mm. simplify it, and it was would, the whole like manufacturing process, the whole industrial design <laughs> totally. process, yeah. So, but <laughs> that's but my anyways, automotive <laughs> I, uh, But it was a a really a wonderful time working with amazing people, amazing people. Um, and then um, I remember going to the show in uh, '94 to Detroit. We we Volkswagen actually uh got us a private jet to to fly out you know from Detroit? Bob Hope Airport to um 2004 probably No no this was a 1994
0: For the Beetle Beetle concept concept one No horn. shit 1994 so it was 8 or 9 years before it came out Yes yes Wow yes. I didn't realize yes. that Yeah uh I I, I started developing Audi
2: uh a uh, show concepts in 19 uh, started in 94 came out uh, at Frankfurt and Tokyo in 1995
0: wow in yeah. one year no t- is that
2: right yeah i developed the, wow. uh, the, developed the cars in uh one year
0: uh i have one other question about the beetle actually maybe it's a couple uh when it first came out everyone loved it everyone was nostalgic all the things but front wheel drive front engine yeah Obviously, that's what everybody was doing at the time. That's what was efficient, and that's what. It's just what is. Did it have to be that? Was there ever a discussion about it being rear wheel drive? Absolutely.
2: It, 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 that's where. Um you know you have to look at it from the standpoint at some point you have to you know you're out of control of your baby Mm -hmm. right the tt i was in control from start to finish so that that one was something where i knew what the 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 chassis animal was Mm -hmm. the 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 beetle was a concept where we we had developed it first as a clean sheet of paper and we had looked at it everything because um, at Volkswagen, there was a concept that actually had a motor, like a pancake motor, that was underneath the back seat, mm. oh. and, and and there were some other ideas that were f- floating around, and we were hoping to leverage some of those ideas, but at the end of the day, they wanted to put it on the Golf platform, so it, it, it was developed on the Golf platform. That's why, there's no other reason. And and it allowed the nice big hatch in
0: the back. I mean, there's yeah, a lot but, of conveniences but, but, that it but did allow. The,
2: the the story now it's it's out of production. But the story of the Beetle, I think, is just starting because it'll start where, where we initially had conceptualized it as, as this lightning bug, as, as this uh, kind of sustainable you know, smaller, it, the original concept that we created was a little bit smaller and compact. And then the
1: one that came out? Yes. Because I remember that feeling so big.
2: Yeah, and that to me is Scale was is, large. Is, is, is my pet peeve about most cars right Modern now, they're cars. all yeah. too big.
1: Yeah. He says that you say that all the time.
0: I do, and I understand the arguments for safety features, and all, I, I, yeah, I do understand. I, I,
1: I, I could
2: get you into vehicle architecture and, and dispel every every <laughs> a, reason. A
0: gr- I, I wouldn't need to take the class. I can think of yeah, ways yeah, to do yeah. it, and then you could show me how to do it better. Yeah,
1: it's I, easy to give it room and, and make it bigger. You know,
2: it, it's because a lot of companies, uh, most companies, work in. Uh, engineering silo system where you have the 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 people that are developing the the, the platform chassis. Another is the drivetrain group. Mm-hmm. Another is it's all is, compartmentalized. Is body group. You know, it's all compartmentalized. Whereas when you are able to develop something from clean sheet of paper and you can look at all the variations
1: from How the get it go, all it, and
2: it, it, because everything has got a built-in layer of error or error in it, you yeah. know, so that and everything gets now imagine the early nine eleven. If um, And I, I, I witnessed it in my time where the engineers just wanted to keep making the car bigger. And that's how the 996 came out because they finally got the chance yeah. to make the room for everything. But before that, it's like creating if, if Steve Jobs said, no, I want my, this iPhone to be that mm-hmm. thin, that size. It's not going to be any bigger. And I can imagine the, 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 the software engineers and uh, uh, the packaging engineers says, it's impossible. And it, and and it's like a, a line from Ferdinand PX says, "Well, if you can't do it, your successor will." right? Yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. That's in
1: every book ab- I've read about Steve Jobs. Like yeah. that was his thing. Like, figure it out. This is what I want.
2: Yeah, and that, and your that's, and that's a fine out. line between um, uh, vision. It, what happens is, is that you can have uh, this silo type of system that works a lot of times in creating things like appliances and other stuff. But when you get into things that you really care about um and 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 i think that's the success of apple is that he really cared yeah. about the whole thing you know how yeah. this fit into the family how it worked together you know the apps everything and you get infected by this this thing
0: yeah i totally agree i miss it i feel like it's falling away and i i miss that there's not enough thought put into anything these days for me I'm a very mindful person, and yeah. everything I do is very mindful. I don't really nothing's willy nilly. I'd rather not move. Towards does that make sense? If I yeah, if yeah. I can't be spectacular, um, and I feel that um, these days good enough.
2: Well, I, you know, I in 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 kind of in agreement with that. I'm an analog person, and mm-hmm. um, and and if if I can't visually see how it works, um, I will always go to something that that. I know how it works. Yes, and and I think that a lot of people are this way, and that's how you know. Look at a pencil, and and you know the whole idea of uh, let's say taking a yeah, and, and then taking a pencil and using it on my iPad. Mm. It, it, you know that's that's intuitive, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So so why not? You know, so that that works for me. I agree with that, and 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 so. It's something that, something visual communicates, like if I look at this cup and I say to myself, that's a robust looking cup, that that uh, kind of communicates uh, a very American cup of coffee. If that were like a little espresso cup, it Italian. means that, that, that it's going to be powerful and I'm going to you know kind of use it a different way Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's industrial design when i look at that microphone you know that that microphone not only it's it it has a sense of nostalgia to it 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 tells me a story right Mm -hmm. yeah it's like working uh, watching american pickers when they went to the microphone and they see nbc or something on it and it goes back to radio and 100 percent all the
0: above yeah and it's one of the reasons we're period correct in here with all that stuff yeah um You're fascinating. We've just scratched the surface and we've gone well over an hour. What do you do in your spare time? How do you enjoy yourself? What do you like to do?
2: Um, I, I tell you, I love designing. I, I, you know, I, I, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I usually do is I grab my iPad and I start sketching on it. And, and, I, and I'm communicating with my friends, um, passing sketches back and forth and getting ideas, uh, kind of collaborating. So you
1: guys send sketches? Not like, hi, hey, what's up? Yeah. I, 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 yeah.
2: Inspiration images, uh, okay, and stuff like that. That's um, awesome. I, I also love my family. Uh, you know, we do everything together. You know, we hike, we we go travel, we explore. I love that. We. Um, uh i love watching monique's uh career going on Mm -hmm. fire uh watching her with her comedy watching her you know doing all of her design and production design and acting and writing and producing and all of that yeah you know and she is she's she's amazing you know so i uh, you know we're a compact little unit and uh you're
0: describing what we are though and yeah. we sometimes feel a little odd because we're not the norm in our circle of friends you know, yeah. you know we do spend a tremendous amount of time together
2: well that's amazing and so we, we love it and I, and I wouldn't change it see that means mm-hmm. and i was listening to both of you in the in the beginning when you're doing your pre-show and um it seems like you have a great chemistry you 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 the way you talk um and I think that's that's what everybody strives to have, you know. It's just that that wonderful, you know, chemistry. I, I feel sorry for people that are always in friction with each other.
0: I was just going to say, you seem like you're a genuine, a generally happy uh, person. You know what I mean? Like you don't seem to have, it, you don't walk around seeing problems everywhere.
2: <laughs> no, I I, I I look at opportunities. I look at problems as uh, problem solving opportunities. I, I, you know, I think as a, as a. Um, as a designer or creative, I always look at something, you know, I I see the Reese peanut butter cup, you know, I am trying to always trying to figure out what it is. It's our group, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, if, if it's a name for a vehicle like TT or something, I'm, I'm always, my head's always kind of, Percolating, you know the whole story behind where did yeah, TT come from? Right. What it mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, because I, uh, you know, when people see the Chrysler 300, you know, people look at stories. You know, it, it's like we'll see one on the freeway with dubs on it, and and I go, yep, that we thought of that. You know, and 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 that's all part of the story. That's you know? so funny. You know, and and it's it's playing. Uh, people want to play a role. The, yeah. Their role. Yes. Y- y- you know. Um,
0: I just want to be involved, right? Well,
2: the, I mean that's what life is, right? It's mm-hmm. role playing, right? And, and it's storytelling. It, it's storytelling. It's sharing, um, uh, and that's designers can work in anything. You know, don't give me a perfect place. Right. G- give me a couple of two by fours. Uh, I mean, I, I got to do something. Yeah, G- you give me a sawhorse and a four by eight sheet, um, and, um, and give me some walls to put some stuff up. Give me. Uh, You know, hang out with some cool people. Let's make some noise.
0: You love creating, yeah. Yeah. You
2: know that. You know, if if you ask me what I really would uh, enjoy doing, is is just, and I love working on my cars. Mm -hmm. You know, I love. um, uh, Got some early uh, uh, air cold Porsches. I've got. What do
0: you have? Because everyone's going to fucking get all over me if I don't ask. All right.
2: (laughs) So, and and I'm eclectic in a way too because uh, I start off where I have. um, I have an early nine eleven seventy two early nine eleven. Wait, color tangerine. Okay. Oh, is it? Oh, oh no, one? the other one was a sixty nine. So yeah, you're sticking with tangerine. This is side fill. Sounds pretty though. This is side fill. Uh, it has pepita cloth inside of it. Beautiful. Uh, deep sevens. Um, oh, cool. Just really great car, great stance. You know, uh, great sound, great drive. Um, I've got a, um, a, a, a 56 speedster I've had since the nineties. Mm, uh, it's beautiful. got a glass bar hard top on it. Uh, cool. Um, just really pure, uh, you know, kind of looks like, a, a period race car from, you know, the fifties. Yeah, when you, know. you said
0: the hard top, I was picturing a yeah, racer.
2: I mean, it's a great car. That car just has a great soul. It's like, I, I equate it to flying a kite. You know, it's just nice. one, one of those things that you just Fun. don't have to drive it fast, just Get out there and enjoy it. Um, I have a 914.6, uh, oh. which I love. Uh, that thing is, it's got, I have the original motor, but in it it's a 3.2. Uh, so it puts out some good horsepower. It's very light. Wow. Metallic green, you know, original color. How long have you had that? I've only had that for probably about, I'm going to say, eight months.
0: Because we just met a friend who has one, and it happened to be your neighbor growing up. We just looked at Jeff Swartz oh, Yellow yeah, one the other day. I remember his car before Flares since he bought it.
2: when he bought it. You know the, the yellow one so yeah he's had it back since then
1: you knew uh, that car
2: yeah oh yeah i remember him I, I was still riding my bicycle stingray and he was driving a 9146 <laughs> so let's just sort of figure this out
0: that's the coolest yeah
2: yeah so um that's amazing yeah then i've got okay. a caterham super Seven. Oh, that's a fun car yeah do you so, take that out very often yeah it, it's a a 94 so it's still the original lotus uh all real chassis bo- aluminum body uh short chassis narrow uh chassis um british racing green uh fenders and nose
0: cone and just really you have the numbers on it in a whole bit or no what do you mean, oh, mean no, do you no, a, no no racing no, numbers no, no, or anything? just no just, no, just no, british no. racing green with yeah, the little lotus yeah,
2: yeah. and uh then i have uh um uh Adino 246 gt coupe uh that i've had for years uh euro euro spec, not not a concord car as a driver great you know i'd um, love to
0: see dino's on the road
2: yeah it's it's uh um uh, uh uh was one of my dreams growing up kind of watching um there was a show a british television show called the persuaders okay it, yeah it, familiar with tony curtis and mm-hmm. and uh, roger moore and um and the dino for me was oh it was it was the car it was the car and uh and the sounds it makes, it handles amazing. Yeah, uh, I love I mean,
0: that people didn't used to like them. I mean, there was a time when they were well.
2: It, it, it's I, I love these orphan cars. You know. Yeah. That, well, exactly. You know, uh, nine fourteen six. You know, is it a Porsche? You know, I don't really care what you think. You know. Uh, you know, is Dino? Is it a Fiat? You know, it, it, it's like who cares? Right. You know, it, it, and 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 the, the funny part for me is watching the the prices go above. You know, real Ferraris. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's the green one you sat in at Wayne Carini's place. You liked so much. Yeah, Yeah. I did really.
1: I fell in love with that car.
2: No, it's it's you know, um, I've had great cars in the past, but I've always had to sell something to buy something. Sure, you know, and uh, so garage space is always challenging. (laughs) You know, it's uh, I've got them shifted all over the place well thank you so much for being here this has been so
0: we didn't even really have the conversation because I've just kinda been sitting here going wow this is a an info dump your career is amazing you're a a wonderful man sitting here it's very nice just to your energy is very very positive and very warm and I'm very happy you're here
2: well uh, Nicole Jay uh, you know it it was it's been a pleasure to be here meet you Uh, I think um, uh, just walking around and looking at all your interests You know, I can see that we're aligned on on so many things. Oh, thank you. uh,
0: You Just around the the place, you mean? Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's cool.
1: Oh, yeah. That's cool to hear. And I'm sure
0: you're picking it all up at all times like I do, too. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I just look at, like, your case study book. You know, I'm working on some architecture right now, and uh, case study is such an
0: inspiration. I was a a docent at the Eames House, number eight, up in the Palisades. And that's uh, sort of when I got into it. I've always been into the furniture and everything. And then we were having a conversation the other day with... uh, um I can't remember who it came up with and then somehow we ended up booking a guy on the show who is doing a bridge ha- bridge house LA he's a Porsche owner yeah. Dan Brunn, and he's actually uh, an architect and he's uh, redoing uh, not redoing I mean it's his own design but he's doing a bridge house that is in my mind similar to the original uh, idea for what the eames had uh, planned for case study number 8 it was a bridge house with a cantilever cantilevered yeah, out yeah, over the uh yeah. over the prairie there and uh i don't know it just it's very interesting i've always been fascinated with it i love architecture uh we were talking about the sarinen building right before yeah. uh, i think why W.A. why
2: sarinen was such a successful architect is because he was an industrial designer and a lot of a lot of um Architects have a real problem with form and shape, and and you look at the the GM Tech Center, or you look at um, the the St. Louis Eye, or you look at um, you know Kennedy you, you know Airport, you know any one of those designs, you, you can see that uh, that that individual understands industrial design mm. and understands form, and uh, so many architects I find really struggle they struggle they, they they can do a box they can they they can do um, uh, geometries but as, sh- as soon as shape and form comes into it they really struggle
1: really and, yeah. that's the hang up right there
2: well it's 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 the bridge to industrial design you know industrial design is a whole d- when when you're designing
0: yeah. a- you're the worst. <laughs> I
1: know, I know, I know. I saw your point. I have
0: to wrap it up. We have, we're I going, we're so late. Okay. So I'm so sorry. Right. Good. But it's My been fault. well over an hour and a half. My uh, I want to know how we keep up with you. How do people find you? Is there anywhere? You're not on social media, are you? not on
2: social media. On social media.
0: Um, what about for your design or anything, or is there a way?
2: No, uh, no. Fair I, 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 enough. I, 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 I really, you know, I'm a private person. Um, I, I learned a long time ago that you get a lot more done, you know, behind the scenes than, than in front and uh <laughs> this is for instagram for us it okay. won't be for you anyway. <laughs> yeah so and you know and, and that's why i like it i, I really do you know um I, I like being able to walk into an audience and and you know and you know some people are social media you know they, that's what they love you know that's their deal i it's feel that
0: you're deal. probably better at this because you don't do this yeah yeah I, for real i mean it's a different world. It's a different word. It's the Matrix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're a delight. Thank you so much. I hope that we get to see each other again because there's so much more to this well, conversation sure that I in, want it, to it,
2: it run into each other and uh,
0: and or come uh, well, back wait, anytime you feel like it or have something else you want to share with your projects because great. we'd love I'm to gonna have gonna you. And bother
1: yeah. Monique, I hope she hears me.
0: Yeah. Well, Monique is my social <laughs> media
2: right there. So when you talk to Jeff, he'll, he'll probably give you a little bit more insights. Good. But, uh, Jeff is a great storyteller. And, oh, we uh, love
0: him, yeah. Yeah. We just spent two and a half hours down at his place uh, on Sunday just yeah. just hanging out.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. He's amazing.
0: You're yeah. amazing also. Thank you so much. Prima yeah. um, Thomas, for one. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, what do we have tomorrow? We have uh, – I have this name, but we I don't know who bit, it is. We... Stephen Allen Oh, Green. the comedian. Oh, he's a comedian. Okay. Yeah. And then Thursday, Jeff work. So yeah. there we go. I love you very much, Mrs. Ryan. We love you very much, Freeman. Thank you. We love everybody at home. Please love one another, and we will see you tomorrow with Stephen Allen Green. Stephen Allen Green. (laughs) Great. (laughs)
2: Thank you. You're
1: wonderful. Oh, my God. I know, and I know that I'm no worse than that. It's like one of my foibles of life. I'm sorry. You know, it's just.